Welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And the way we do it here is with a bedtime story. You go ahead, get ready for bed, brush your teeth, wash your stuff, pull up your covers, and put aside your worries, your thoughts, anything, your future obligations your, uh, that are keeping you up at night. It's not a laughing matter, I know, but future, future obligations just sounds funny for some reason. But put all that stuff aside and listen to my voice, and I'm going to carry you off into dreamland. If you've never been here before, you might be asking yourself, there's no way this can possibly work. Well, I'll tell you what it does, and it does for two reasons. One, I'm incredibly boring. There's not much I'm good at, but I've become the master of run-on sentences and boring stories, things that that start off entertaining, but slowly devolve into something that you stop paying attention to and fall asleep. So that's what our bedtime stories are about. I know it's not a big selling point, but go ahead and give it a shot and you'll see. The second reason it works is because I've been there. I've suffered from sleepless nights as a little kid. As a matter of fact, there was a point where no one believed me. I think it was fifth grade. I couldn't sleep any night, you know, especially Sunday nights. No one school came Monday because I hated school. Kids, stay in school unless you hate it. Uh, but I hated school, and it was, I wasn't laughing then either. So... And everyone was like, oh, you'll get over it. It's just a phase or whatever. But, you know, when you're when you're suffering and you can't sleep at night, you don't want to hear that it's a phase. You want something that's going to be there to help you. And that's what I'm here for. I'm Dearest Scooter. If you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me via feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast or at Twitter at Dearest Scooter. You can find older episodes on iTunes or on our website, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Did I say the email address is feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com? Because I just blacked out. I felt like I just blacked out for a minute there. Yeah, so give us some feedback. Give us your thoughts. iTunes. What else? Oh, we're on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook or become a fan. That's where we post all our bloopers and all our mistakes. I'm using the Royal R because it's really just my. If you like The Walking Dead, be sure to let me know. We had some uh, episodes when we first started out that had some Walking Dead content called The Walking Dud. It was kind of the boring parts of The Walking Dead. So if you like those, because the season, some, some season's coming up soon, let me know, and I'll try to find some time to set aside to do uh, more Walking Dead episodes. But if you're not interested, don't say anything, and uh, I won't. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And honestly, I hope you fall asleep with me tonight. Thank you. We're back with another episode of After the Glass Slipper. Last week we let off stepmother, the godmother, and Roland had just solved the uh, bedbug problem that had been plaguing the poor villagers for plaguing the poor villagers plaguing the poor population perpetually pandemically no i don't know i wish i had a tongue twister if you want to win a prize i don't know what the prize will be but it'll be something feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com and give me a tongue twister that has to do with after the glass slipper this is your first time listening you can go to www 
www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash glass slipper to catch up on older episodes or just go to our main feed in iTunes and you'll see the episodes there. Thanks for listening. So last week those guys, they, last week they solved the bed bug crisis. Let's check in and see what's going on this week. And oh my goodness, <laughs> I wanted to open up with action. So this is so get ready because you're gonna say oh my goodness. Okay, let's take a breath together. It's my first time opening mid action. So okay, ready? Oh my goodness, they're being chased. It's the uh, stepmother. The fairy godmother rolling, they're running down this forest path. And behind them is a rolling and thundering behind them. Like the earth is shaking and they're running. And they're just blah, 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 thundering. But it's going too fast to be like just one giant. It's like, because he'd be like, boom, 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 boom. Or not even that fast, I guess. Boom, 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 boom. So, but something's like, and they're running, running, and they're terror. They're looking over their shoulders. And finally, Roland trips over a, a branch or something, and he's there, and he's like, ah! And, and then you see it come down this small hill in this woods is a giant, I mean, we're talking giant, like 20 feet tall, five, six, seven feet wide, wheel of Swiss cheese. And it, it's rare, and you know, to see, see a, a uncut wheel of Swiss cheese but you can picture it in your mind, right? A perfectly round, just like a wagon wheel, but made of Swiss cheese and solid. And it's rolling right toward Roland. And he's ah! And the Swiss cheese seems to be somewhat sentient because it, like, pauses, hops once, and then, boom, picks up pace. And right before it gets to him, it must have been so sentient, it lines up a hole and then rolls over him and stops. And he's in there. He's like, He's yelling, but he's muffled by the cheese, and the cheese is just sitting on him. It rocks back and forth like, yeah, I know he got you. And you could hear him, like, hitting the walls, but it's like a dull thump. Like, if you've ever been trapped inside of a in cheese, you know, you know you're not beating the wall. I mean, it's like a th, th. It doesn't carry sound well. It might be a good place to record a podcast, actually. I wonder what the uh, cheese acoustics are, but we probably wouldn't be the best environment for my health or smell anyway so let's back up though so roland's trapped in the cheese why what what could possibly happen that they were chased by a sentient wheel of swiss cheese well let's back up because they just solved the bed bed bug crisis they'd kind of agreed to work together the stepmother and the fairy godmother so not important to this episode but the stepmother goes up to Cinderella's castle, checks in, and she gets the next assignment. It turns out Cinderella gave her this assignment that kind of had to do with cheese. Not directly, but the northern side of the town they're in, um, you know, where the king and queen rule. or the ci- It's actually a city. Let's, let's not. It's a town. You know, it's got city envy. Okay, it's a big town, but they like to think it's a city. But, you know, you go to a city... Hundreds of miles away, they're going to turn your nose at you if you call Cinderella, where Cinderella's from, a city. I know you're wondering the name. I'll get it. You know, I'm not in a hurry to tell you the name of it. I don't want you going digging up this town and stealing its antiquities, you thieves. But anyway, so Cinderella gives them a new assignment. In the northern part of the town, it's, uh, it, it's built into a hill. So the rich people, of course, live at the top of the hill and then the middle class, and then it kind of bottoms out into these flats. 
where the poor live, and then it goes into the valley that the rest of the town is in. And at the top where the rich people live, it kind of overlooks this bowl, so like a, a smaller valley. But for some reason, and it's kind of it's been a mystery since before Cinderella's time, is that any time the temperature in the area gets above 85 degrees, somewhere from a couple hills beyond, this smell that they call the cheese smell, it, it rises up with the humidity, and it comes in from the north somewhere, and it fills up that bowl on the outside of town and then slowly spills over the northern hills and goes through the rich people's homes and down through the middle class and then settles in the valley. And they call it the cheese smell because it's this horrible, horrible smell that you can't quite put. It's like you can taste it and you can smell it. And it smells like some kind of cheese you would overpay for to impress people at a party. You know, not even a Limburger. I mean, Limburger's nothing. This is the kind of thing you go to a cheesemonger that's wearing, you know, $600 hipster pants and he's got... You know, a fixie. Well, fixies are over, but whatever they have now, some custom bike. What? I guess I'm not here to bash people. Let's just say a cheesemonger, a hell of a good cheesemonger that can charge top dollar. And you say, sir, give me your smelliest cheese. They'll say, okay, man, you got it. The, the smell is like that left out in the sun, and then for the like you know, thrown in the gutter, soaked, marinated, germinated, you know, sporified, whatever, and then left back out in the sun and the humidity again, but on a massive scale. And no one knows what causes it. And since the temperature only busts above 85 degrees in this area, maybe 20, 30 days a year, no one's bothered to research it. There's a lot of wi like uh, old wives' tales or handmaiden tales, whatever you want to call them, about where the smell comes. But Cinderella tells uh, the fairy godmother-stepmother combo. She goes, I want that cheese smell. I want it gone, you know. It affects the rich people on the top of the hill, and it really affects the poor people on the bottom. And anything that smells that bad just can't be healthy for babies to be breathing and children. You know, other towns and cities make fun of us. You know, they avoid the northern side. You know, there's a lot of economic effects. And the broke whole broken window effect, if you want to get into some sociology, Cinderella doesn't like it, and she's had it. So she says, you know, you got you got, a, got about a week to get this thing solved. So go figure out this cheese smell. It's more like a rotten cheese smell, but cheese smell is kind of shorthand. So Cinderella, or uh, excuse me, fairy godmother, stepmother, Roland are out, and they're asking around town, asking at the inn. They get a, they go through a list of crazy stuff, you know, that could be causing it. And they get it down to three sensible things. One is like these fruits from this uh, forest that's nearby. It, it could be that drop out of the trees when it gets hot, and they call it's the gun drop forest. So that's not top of the list. Another one is like that somewhere in these hills are some witches, and some sort of, you know, that they cook up stuff when it gets hot and some sort of witch's brew, some witch's poison. And the other one is there's, there's you know, in in the actual graveyard is like a, a old, I mean, the actual bowl in the valley over the northern side of town is, uh, 
it's an old graveyard, you know, but before their modern times, you know. So so they're like, oh, maybe it could just be the rotten bodies or they're not preserved. So they decide to investigate. First thing they do is head out to this gumdrop forest. And Roland is, you know, he, he's lived in this town his whole life. He knows about the cheese smell. So now he's excited to get rid of it and always talking about how, you know, they try to blame it on each other. And, like, when he it was a cause of self-esteem issues for him because when he was little, he would smell it and then think it was him. Like, I'm the one that – it's not the air that smells like this cheese smell. It's like, you know, I don't remember – having a bodily movement but man it stinks everybody's gonna you know you, you, you trigger this paranoia but he also had always dreamed of going to the gumdrop forest and having some gumdrops they head out to the gumdrop forest and they get there they trek and then they they start seeing these trees and these trees are uh, not dissimilar to something you might see in modern days they're a little bit unique looking they have a small furry fruit that falls off the tree that looks a bit like a gumdrop and unfortunately, when they get there, Roland first thing Roland does is starts eating the fruit, which it's not gumdrops. It's, it was a figure of speech. It wasn't an actual gumdrop forest. You know, those are off way deeper in the woods by the, uh, you know, where Hansel and Gretel got uh, assaulted by that crazy woman. So these are, it's just, so he eats a couple of them, but he doesn't get sick. So that's their first... And they're like, well, they're trying to figure out if it's rot, the fruit rots. So they take a bunch of fruit with them and they bring it out and they smash it up on some rocks and leave it on the sun. And they just take turns smelling and it kind of smells, smells more like, um, it's fermenting. So it smells more like, like rotten beer or, or wine that's been left out for too long. But boom, not the gum. Gumdrop forest, not not the suspect. So next thing they do is they climb the hills and they start investigating these caves. And of course, Roland has to go first. He's a swordsman, supposedly. We've never seen him in action, but he was the captain of the princess's guard at one point. So he's leading them into these caves. And it's like a cave complex. They're not finding any caves. You know, they find some animal habitats, some town people that have moved out of the town that are either you know, between houses or a couple people that have addiction issues. But they don't find any witches. And they go, they ask the people in the caves, they say, oh, it's further on, further on. So finally they trek around these double switchbacks and they find these big bushes. And just beyond the bushes, there's a couple more turns, a hidden trail. And they find this cave system and they go in. So they find these witches in there. There's three witches and they're very harsh-looking women. When they get there, they do happen to be working on some sort of witch's brew. And they see uh, Agatha and the fairy godmother. And they're like, oh, sister, sister. And the fairy godmother freaks out. She's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not a... And then they're, they're saying it to Agatha. And, and they're like, oh, we heard about you, sister, how you've conquered... You know, you bring us good graces. And they're like, we'll have a feast tonight. You know, sit, sit, sit tonight. We'll have all. And the, the, be honest, like, whatever they were cooking did not smell good. Didn't smell like cheese. But, you know, you just see rat's tails poking out of there. And these witches, they hadn't had a guest. And they they were so pleased that someone finally took the time to, like, clear the name of the witches. Like, that Agatha had 
legitimize them somehow. She's got this job, and they were saying, you know, he spent the whole night telling tales about how, you know, being burned by children or attacked by heroes. And they're like, what do we do? We just sit in this cave. Like, we've been working on these. All we work on is the love potions, and people come and buy them. And, yeah, then they come back. That They don't work, so that's our crime. But we're trying to... We're trying to master a love potion for ourselves. Look at us. We're monsters. You know, we're spinsters. And, you know, one of us wants to give birth to a child. And, you know, they, they said, you know, we're lonely. So they're, so they're so happy. So they have this big meal with, like, roast toad stew. And candied eye of newts was for dessert. The main course was, like, stuffed bullfrog whatever that thing that bullfrog blows up, they stuff that with um, rat's meat, I think, probably. But I think it was, like, with a mole or something. So, you know, it wasn't bad. And, you know, it felt good to... to, For them, it was was an act of... And they they were so happy, you know, they were like, oh, Cinderella, you know, we, we hate that cheese smell, and people blame us for that, too, and it caused dirty, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, hang a lantern on it because Agatha was touched, that they were touched, and she kind of saw that, you know, maybe she could use them in the future. Roland, they they liked him, and they were treating him like a king and and really giving him a lot of attention. So hang a lantern, we might be back, but not to, not this time because they don't have the cheese smell there. Next day they get up, and they head down to these ancient graveyards, and they... They find this old man who uh, spent his, his lives in a small wooden cottage. Or I guess wood, cottages are always wood. He lives in a stone building, stone abode. I, I, what do you call st- cottages made of wood, right? I don't know. He lives in a stone house. There you go. Boom. Stone house down at the edge of this ancient graveyard. And it's kind of in a bog, and it's got the old mystery mist going and strange noises and monsters tails wiggling around and they call it the bog of death not because people die there but because the dead people are there and there's you know headstones sticking out of there and he tells them a tale of you know that back hundreds of years ago there's a great war and a great kingdom and one man to rule them all and there was a new hope with a princess, and there was an evil lord chasing her down, and then a young man, he was brave, and he had these great kooky sidekicks, and there was like this trickster stud guy, and all sorts of stuff. Great, great, great times. But ended up, it was one of those wars where a lot of people lost their lives. Unnecessarily? I don't know. You know, how many people die unnecessarily at war? We all know that. And a lot of these people were villagers that got caught in the, between the warring parties and, and families and soldiers. And he said, you know, they all live here. They tell me they're ghosts. Ghosts haunt the graveyard at night. But he goes, to be honest, I just drink, you know, at night I drink, drink myself to sleep. So I don't hear nothing. And they're like, well, does the sun ever clear out all this mist? And he's like, yeah goes occasionally like if it gets above 85 whoa 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 if it gets above 85 clear out this mist because yeah it clears out the mist because it smells awful here 
So they spent the next couple days, of course, heaven forbid, or whatever, Hera forbid, you know, they get a cold snap in and it takes extra and they have to send Roland to ask Cinderella for more time. Not important, but finally they get another heat, heat wave and <clears throat> the mist rolls out and it bakes the bog and it does smell pretty nasty. But again, it's, it's, it's at the bottom of this valley and it smells like, kind of like, you know, if you ever dig, dug nasty mud out of like water with algae, you know that smell? I don't know if you do. If you do know it, you're shaking your head like, yeah. If you don't, you're like, huh. So if you don't, it kind of smells like, well, if you have a compost pile, kind of smells like if you've dug into the middle of the compost pile and something like that. You know, it, organic, nasty smell. So again, it's, it's more like a muck smell, we'll call it. But we've already used, muck's been overused. That's a vocabulary we've already used in this podcast. So maybe we should call it a swamp smell. There you go. Boom. Swamp smell. So again, they, they, oh for 3. So they're kind of feeling down now because they bumped off all the most common solutions they thought they had. You know, the next most popular one at the end was Crazy Zeke's teeth was causing the cheese smell. That When Crazy Zeke, would, he would usually get, get these convulsions and wander off in the woods babbling when when the temperature got too high and they figured he passed out in the woods and the smell leaked out of it. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You're, you, yeah, you don't have to tell me. So they're fighting, you know, going back and forth. And then, um, you know, s- s- the fairy godmother starts getting, well, what if Cinderella's, you know, well, we can't fail Cinderella. Like, the che- we need to find the cheese smell. She's going to sleep with the king. I mean, the prince. She's going to sleep with the prince. He's gonna, she's going to get pregnant. They're going to, you know, lightning's going to strike. We're going to be doomed. So we need to figure this out. And stepmother's like, I'm tired of your piping. Like, why don't we just wait and see what happens? You know, what are they going to, and then, of course, rumble, rumble. And then they see it just at the, way far in the distance right on the horizon a little looks little because it's far away little little wheel of cheese looks like one of those baby bells and it goes down the hill wait miles and miles away picking up speed picking up speed picking up speed must be a spiteful uh wheel of cheese because it goes across the bog of death you know crushes some innocent dead people crushes that guy's house a stone house, stone, and because it's like a hard cured Swiss, at least on the outside, it's rind free, so you can see the holes, no rind, you know, it's chucking rocks as it's rolling, but nothing's digging into it, and then it's headed right for them, so they're, you know, oh my god, the cheese is after us, so they start running, then, I mean, luckily for the townspeople, I guess they're running the wrong way, so they're running, and then they're hiding behind trees, and then they're dodging out, and then boom, you know, the, the cheese is pretty smart. Like, whoever's controlling the cheese, or like I said, is it sentient? I don't know. Is it, a, you know, is it a doppelganger or something else? Is the cheese. But so they're running, trying to get away from this cheese. And finally, you know, we catch up to, like, where they are deep, deep, deep in the woods at the top of this other valley. And they're thinking that, you know, that Roland remembered from his childhood that over the next hill... 
was this river and they could, they could get to the river and the cheese would drown maybe. I don't know. Does cheese float? I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, if, if you've been to a pool party and you know if cheese floats, let me know. I would think Swiss cheese would be a good shot that it would float because it has some buoyancy. But then again, it's not a baby Swiss with the baby holes. It's a you know Swiss Swiss with the big ass holes. But anyway, right, right now as we speak, Roland's trapped and he's like thumping on the cheese. Oh, wah, wah. And the f- stepmother and the fairy godmother. I mean, stepmother, she's no, she's no dummy. She's like, okay, we're going to have to face the cheese. You know, kind of like facing the music. It's time to face the cheese. So she's like, fairy godmother, come on. You know, let's see. She was trying to think if they could lure it to chase her and then jump out of the way. But now it's got Roland. And she's like, and finally she's like, Roland, you fool, Roland, eat the cheese, eat the cheese, get, you know, get a dagger. And so I guess Roland's on the inside and, you know, Roland, he, he's, he's, you know, he's the accidental hero or whatever. So he gets out his dagger and he starts stabbing the cheese and he's eating it and the cheese isn't liking it, but then he's got his, you know, dagger into it. And because of the way the cheese is and the Roland's eating it, he starts eating his way through one of the holes. And then the cheese is like wobbling. The cheese is like wobbling because he's like eating through one of the side portions just enough that it's like the cheese is off balance. And it's like, whoa, boom, cheese falls on its side. It's trying to get back up. And, you know, it's a heavy wheel of cheese. Whatever, whoever started it figured it wouldn't. It would stay in balance, and it's not in balance anymore. So, cheese is on its side, and everyone's like, "Okay, okay." The cheese is still trying to get up, so they're like, "Sooner or later, this cheese is going to get up." And they're like, "Okay, well, let's." Uh, they're like, "What if we get it up, and then we'll just roll it right into the river?" And the cheese is like shaking, like, "No, no, no, not me, man." And then Roland takes another bite of it, just because he's Roland. So like, this is quite nice cheese, you know. It's it's sharp so they decided on a plan to roll like push the cheese to the edge of this hill and roll it all the way down into the river and hopefully drown it so they get the cheese and they're pushing it on its side it's really hard all three of them are pushing and pushing and pushing and then they realize that's not going to work but they're afraid you know if they put it upright the cheese the cheese will just roll them over. So they just keep pushing and pushing. They're getting more and more tired. And finally, this uh, old man just happens to be walking in the woods. He happens upon them. He's like, oh, excuse me, folks. You uh, pushing the cheese there? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pushing the cheese. We're going to push it over this hill. It's a, a giant wheel of evil Swiss cheese that's trying to kill us. It's probably from another country or something. Oh, evil cheese, eh? Huh? Oh, well, fancy that. Well, I, I uh, if you kill it, I would love to have its body. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to do uh So if you if you could push it, I could help you push it. And how are you going to kill it again? And they're like, Roland's like, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to push it, uh, push it into the river. Oh, no, no, the river's no good. You know, it'll float away. You know, that won't do me any good. He's like. Uh, you know, come on, let's get it to the edge. So they get it to the edge. As soon as they get it to the edge, they get hit by the cheese smell. Like, 
boom. And they're like, oh, my God, the cheese just crap itself? Like, oh, God. And all three of them are on the ground. Like, oh. And even, you know, if the cheese could make a noise, it would probably make like a – but even the cheese was kind of making a noise, like disgusted. And the old man, he didn't – he's like, what's wrong with you folks? It's like, oh, God, this oh, – oh, oh, the smell. Oh, it's the cheese. It's the cheese is going bad so fast. And the cheese is shaking, like shaking. It's not me, man. It's not me. There's no, I don't stick this bad. I'm fresh Swiss cheese. I'm just evil. And I'm not even evil. I'm just a tool of someone. But anyway, cheese aside, he goes, oh, no, no, no. See down there? You know, just to the side of the river. Because you see that sm- those smokestacks there? That's the, he goes, that smells my factory. Like, what do you mean? You sm- Like, oh, it smells like rotten cheese. He goes, Oh, no, no. He goes, that's why I wanted the cheese for. It was not for the cheese, but for I'm going to render the fat out of it. He goes, I go around these kingdoms and all the sickly animals. Uh, from every kingdom wide, I, I fill my wagon with the sick and the dying animals. Sometimes the sick and the dying folks. The poor folks say And I fill my wagon with the sick. And the animals, no one wants the lame. You know, the one-legged one-legged cow, the cows born with no nipples, utterless cows, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a congenital defect, you know, so I take them, and I, I keep them down there, and yeah, I keep them out there in the sun, so they tend to stink a bit, and, uh, you know, it smells up, and don't bother anybody, so it's, I don't see the, the, like, what the hell are you doing in that factory down there, you know, yeah, what, 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 you, you know, what, how, what are you making, like, that, out of something that smells so awful? Like, what, are you, what, you know, what could you, oh, well, pleased to meet you. And he pulls out his card and he says, um, so, so he hands him his card and says, Fair ye grandmother's soaps, royal soap maker. He goes, I'm pleased to meet you, I'm the royal soap maker. Been in my family for generations, so... And they're like, well, you know, the smell creeps down to our town. You know, it's really gross, and it can't be. You just got those animals out dead, at, uh, like pens of dead animals rotting in the sun. That's disgusting. It's going to create some disease like the green plague or the purple chlora or whatever. You know, well, you can't just do that. He goes, well, yes, I, I can. I, I, my family's done it for generations. We're very wealthy people. We make the soap for the royals, the royal soaps for all the kingdom. Every every royal. Well, why? You know why? why I never heard of these soaps. Oh, exactly. You know, are you royal? Do you have any royal blood? Then you haven't used the royal. The royals like the soap, made from the finest fats, and they have to be rendered. And like the animals need to be cooked up slowly, and then I take their fatty fats, and whatever I can get, and I. I gloss it away and I purify it and I mix it and I and it, it does smell wonderful. You'd be surprised at the stink. I don't smell it anymore. I've smelled it for years since I was a boy. But yeah, so that's what it we we do. And you know, that's 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 what why it smells so good, but you know, it's make soap for the richest of the rich. And they need the finest soaps in the world. And the stepmother's just like, This guy is a fucking jackass and she takes him. And she shoves him in one of the holes of the the, the 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 Swiss cheese. 
picks up the Swiss cheese herself, pushes it on it, and it pushes it down the hill right as factory. The thing picks up, you know, can't control itself. It's going about 10,000 miles an hour. Boom, it's a factory. Boom, blows up like cheese, fire, dead animals. Like whatever was inside the core of the cheese was some sort of lava-related um, wizard fire with, uh, you know, 40 hit point roll to strike death and destruction because the whole area just goes... And it, I mean, after all the bo- only thing raining down is bones. So everything's been rendered off because whatever, you know, chemicals he was using and gasolines or whatever, boom, just wipes it out. And that's it. That, so that was the end of the soap factory. You know, a couple of days later, the cheese smell drifted off. They w- went back to the village. And as they went, they, you know, told the townspeople what had happened. And the townspeople, you know, like, you know, they went back to, they ended up back at the end telling everybody, you know, Toasting the three of them. This is, they really got along on this one because they were against this cheese and cheese smell. But, you know, the people at the end were kind of like, you know, we've been suffering from this cheese smell so they could have fancy soaps in that castle. Thank goodness for Cinderella, you know. Everyone's like, you know, pissed. Like, that damn darn king and his son have been, you know, bathing in peppermint and tea tree and pomegranate mixed with lime and, you know, acacia, you know, combined with blueberry, combined with death, apparently. But so we could just deal with the stink on the north side? These jerks. Thank goodness you you and Cinderella got you guys to get rid of that fact, that dump. So everyone was pleased. So, and, you know, that's how we're going to leave the episode, because I'm going to tell you a little story, a real story. Because tonight's story, pretty much the first time, it's based on a real thing that happened to me. I lived in East Los Angeles in 19, well, a while back, 19, 2000? I, I don't know, a while. End of the 90s, beginning of the aughts, somewhere in there. And they had, that's where the cheese smell was. And I think it had to hit above 90-something, but... Where I lived in East Los Angeles, so that smell would descend on the city. And it it was a rumor, like, is it this graveyard up the hill, or is it this? Is it these acacia trees, or ginkgo biloba trees? And it turned out it was a rendering plant that I think was on the Los Angeles River. And I remember reading an article about it and and telling people about it, but, like, after I'd moved out away from East Los Angeles... And it, it was really disgusting, and, and it was like, it's one of those cases where kind of poor people get the short staff, because this guy had this these open pits of dead animals that he had bought, and he was always in violation. I'm saying this guy, it probably wasn't just some guy, like Bernie the Soap Man. I don't even know if a soap factory is a renting factory, but that's what causes, like, he'd leave, well, actually, we'll, let's not get into the details. But yeah, it's based on a true story, so you know. A little piece of me is now with a little piece of you. <laughs> I don't know that it's necessarily a good thing. I hope that that story didn't disgust you, but warmed your heart that we were able to kill a royal soap maker, destroy his factory, and get rid of a stinky smell. So, have a good night and get a good night's sleep, okay? Thanks for listening so much. <laughs>